Hello and welcome to the Marketing That Matters podcast, casual conversations for purpose-driven women. Each week we'll talk about what's grabbed our attention, productivity hacks making our life easier, and chat about a purpose-led brand. Today on the podcast, we are starting the interviews and to begin, I am interviewing Jade. We're going to hear a bit about her, her professional life, why she started in advertising, where she went from uni and how she has been in both the advertising agency and the marketing manage, marketing side of things and what she prefers and where it's led her into her own business. Listen in. So, Jade, tell us what made you go to uni in the first place after high school? Good question. Um, My dad actually promised um, my older sister, actually all of us, a car if we went to uni. So (laughs) I had a good incentive to get there. And um, I had gotten good grades and stuff, so TE was always just an obvious choice for me. Um, and then I decided to do financial planning at uni actually. <laughs> so I got into Curtin doing fan, um, com- Bachelor of Commerce in financial planning. So how did that then translate into doing advertising? <laughs> because that seems quite um, different to the creative advertising world. Oh my gosh, so different. So I did my first like basic like economics ac- and accounting 101. And I was I'm like, this here. is not for me. <laughs> totally not for me and then so I looked at the commerce degree and I thought rather than wasting my first six months what other what what else could I major in in the commerce degree that I was interested in um without waste so I didn't waste those units um and I found public relations and marketing and public relations so I changed my major to that so the I still had to do those economics and accounting 101 units but it didn't matter that I almost failed them (laughs) and I went on to do marketing instead yeah and so um, tell us what your first job in the industry was and how you got it. My first real full-time job, I guess. I did a few little things before that, like work experience things and a few paid things here and there. But my first full-time job was at an advertising agency. Um, I started as like a receptionist slash account coordinator. Mm. Yeah. And how did you find that role coming out of doing theory at uni to then being in an agency? Oh, my gosh. So different. different. Like You don't even you don't even think about your university degree half the time. Like you learn on the job and what you learn is so different What when you learn the practical stuff versus the theory that you've learned, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not until, yeah, later that you learn to kind of apply it a bit more, I think. Mm. Yeah. So from your uni degree, what did you find um, you, did, you did use or how did it help you then in the job or did it not come till later? To be honest, I don't think a lot of it came till later, but even just the most basic things about being able to write a proper report, write a proper email, like communication type things, I think they were some of the biggest benefits from a university degree, not so much the actual content. But then you just have the knowledge. So like even if someone, uh, a client asked about public relations, for example, and what a few public relations activities are, I knew what they were and I could repeat them, you know, off the top of my head. Whereas I think if you hadn't had that knowledge and background, you have to learn everything on the job. Whereas a lot of things you don't have to learn on the job, I guess you have that theory behind you. So some confidence as well when you're sitting there. Yeah, I think so. And so tell me about your role in the agency and then your progression. 
Uh, so I started on the reception desk, um, but because it was a small agency, I did a lot of account coordinating stuff as well, not just reception. So, you know, answering phones, I would go along to client meetings and take notes and things like that and organize a few people's diaries or things like that. And then I moved into uh, off the reception desk and just into an account coordinator role. So that was like managing all the jobs for certain clients and yeah, again, going to their meetings and organizing production of, you know, TV commercials and radio commercials or whatever it was. And then, um, I moved up to an account manager role as well. So that was more, um, just me with the clients. Um, and yeah, again, still managing all of those things, but probably to a higher level in terms of being a bit more involved in some of the strategic direction and things like that. And what brand did you find um, you you enjoyed working on the most? What type of industry was it in? Good question. <laughs> Probably back in the day, we, would, we had a couple of home builders. So we, I think I found those interesting because I had no insight into that market whatsoever. Um, so just the way that that industry worked, I found interesting. Mm. Yeah. Because you kind of, as a client, um, as an account manager with a client, they kind of let you in on the inside workings of the business a little bit. So you get to understand how businesses like in those industries operate. Mm. Yeah. And so then tell me, I want to talk about the next step of your career because I'm fine. I know that this, um, this is a, a, a great role that you had for so many years. Um, tell me about your next step and where you went from the agency. I really wanted to go client side, so mm-hmm. working in marketing for a business because I felt as the account management, you like you like a little bit of control. The client has the control in terms of what they produce, what they approve and what they put out into the market. And before you go on, so yeah. just talk to me, just explain client agency. Like what do, you, what do you mean when you mean a client? So the client we had, so say, for example, the home builder, they, whoever was in marketing there would make those decisions. Sure. So as the account manager, you don't get to make those decisions. You're just passing things onto the client and they say what happens. Right. So um, the marketing manager for the client. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the marketing manager for the home builder, for example, I wanted to work on that side because I felt like they had more control over what went onto the market. And I think I like being in control, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me then, um, did you land a, a, a manager role from, from being an account manager at the agency, were you able to step straight into a manager role in marketing? Is it simple as that or can, or do you have to be a junior first? No, I went straight into a manager role, um, which was great. But the one I found myself in first, I didn't quite like as much because I still lacked that control because it was an internationally owned company. Sure. So because it was an internationally owned company, a lot of the decisions weren't made locally mm-hmm. um, for the hotel chain I was working for. So mm-hmm. that was quite difficult. But the one I landed after that was a Perth-based company. All the decisions were made in that building. So it was fantastic. So tell me about that that next role then, the one that you... Um you moved into and that you enjoyed what was your favorite part of that marketing manager role um look it wasn't the product because <laughs> i didn't use the product it was work boots but it was uh the fact that a lot of the decisions were made obviously all the decisions there in in that building mm. um i reported directly to the, the gm who made a lot of the decisions which was great so it was easy to get things approved and things moved pretty quickly mm. but i think the biggest thing about that role was it was a marketing manager role, but it was me at the time. It was just me. So, 
and a few external suppliers. So I got to do a whole range of things. I was doing things from media and TV all the way to PR and partnerships and, you know, local sponsorships and things like that. So it was such a wide range of the marketing mix and managing all of that versus maybe just being say like a digital marketing manager or something like that. And just focusing on one aspect, I, I managed it all, which was great because it was so great to learn. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And did you do at the time, did you do both digital and traditional? Yeah, I managed all of it. Yeah. Managed all of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we had suppliers, you know, obviously helping with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And so how did you best, can you give any tips to building a team and how do you, um, and both digital and a traditional space, and how did you go about that and um, and what kind of team did you have around you? Like just, I know you just said we had suppliers, but can you just break that down a bit for me? Yeah, so obviously I, I did PR at uni, but I didn't, work in PR as much as I did like marketing and advertising. So we had a PR supplier and it was, I just used her as much as I could in that area um, and learned as much as I could from her. So this is an extension of your marketing team. Yeah, correct. Um, And so for example, like our whole digital space, I didn't actually do a lot of that in-house. It was just me, but we had a digital supplier that managed a lot of that for us. Mm -hmm. But I would say as a marketing manager or the business owner, it is your job to create that cohesive team. It is your job to make sure that all of your suppliers are on the same page, that they work together. You can't leave it up to them to do that. Mm. Um, So that was a challenge, but I think one that we all managed quite well. Mm. So you told me you've had a PR supply. What other supplies did you have? Um, so we had someone PR. We had uh, like digital stuff. We had a traditional media ag- um, advertising agency. We also had some suppliers, obviously like printing and things like that. And then um, we also utilized like a digital consultant there for a while as well. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, things like Facebook for business was relatively new and things like that. So we had a social uh, and digital consultant help us with a few of those areas as well. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, now, what I want to get into you as a worker, what do you think your best skill is? It's so hard to say the good things about you, isn't it? I think one of my best skills would be just the getting stuff done. It sounds really basic, but as a marketing manager, I think that role was well suited to me because I'm quite an organized person um, I like looking forwards, planning, and that always led to me doing things on time and things always happening. Like I was never someone f- to have an idea and not follow it through and mm. things like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about your worst skills because I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's any need, but there is none. There is. Oh, none. there so is. Let's, let's skip over that. Would but, you like me to give you one? I've got a few. <laughs> Maybe that you don't like talking as much as me. Yeah. No, that would honestly. (laughs) But that's not a bad skill. That's not a bad point. I know. I definitely think that um, I avoided social, not avoided, but I didn't say yes to a lot of like functions and networking and and things like that. Whereas I, and I think, um, you know, that is how you build those skills. You just have to get out there and do it. So I think I lack a lot in that area because I didn't put myself out there and do them. Mm. Not that you asked for a bad one, but they Yeah, don't. no, no, no. Um, I actually wanted – something I find really interesting about what you did at that role was um, not only it was a national brand, but you also managed international um, an international presence in a few regions. Can you just talk to me about, A, having um, different markets um, being not just Australia and, B, 
and launching into a new market internationally? Yeah, um, look, it was a massive challenge because obviously when I first started, those international markets were there, but they weren't a focus of the business. So they were kind of just, um, you just did what you had to do for those markets, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It just was, they weren't a focus. And then towards the end of um, my time there, um, the international markets became a much bigger focus and Mm -hmm. the business actually put some um, resources behind that, which was great. And I learned a lot. very hard I had I didn't push hard enough to get myself to those places um I think I should have done that because I think it would have made my my job easier and more understandable um but very hard um very hard to put yourself um into and put any business into a new market an international market um can you in a new way can you give me an example of let's use um amps um holland Mm. as an example as a market that you did successfully change some of its presence from since you started to the end? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things there was hiring a local team. Sure. So the business went down the avenue of hiring some local suppliers. The language was different. Mm. You know, I didn't speak Dutch. Mm. (laughs) Um, So that was one of the biggest learnings was hiring digital – I think it was a digital supplier in the end Um, and just having some local people working on the business and the brand. Yeah. Yeah. So reaching out to have someone on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And would you recommend, would you find that when you launched, not launched, but when you looked at the marketing for all the different regions, that was definitely a point of something you tried to implement? Yeah, um, it wasn't, for the brand new markets, it wasn't. They had been established there for a little while, so it was easier there. Um, For the new market, I think they were, ideally like to go down that track eventually but we weren't quite there yet and it was quite hard to um you've got to be really cautious of allowing a new supplier in a new country to just take over your brand and run with it they don't have the same understanding that you do of how the brand should be portrayed over there so the more um control you have over that to begin with to make sure that's right is is important and you utilize them for the cultural aspects and to make sure you're going to hit the market in the right way Mm. So tell me um, about the next move. So you've been this marketing manager of a national, international brand. Where, where, was, where did Jade go then? I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, it was actually funny. So I took a redundancy because they were restructuring and I didn't like the roles that were on offer. Like I said, I liked the, the role that I had because I got to do a wide range of things and the roles that were on offer were really going to pigeonhole me into one area, which I didn't like. So I took redundancy and then about two days later, I found out I was pregnant, <laughs> which was fun. Um, I had a lot of people contact me about roles, um, which was fantastic, but I wasn't keen to take something, obviously, at that time. It just didn't work. So I ended up just working for myself. Um, I started just working with some small clients. Um, Then I had Aria and I picked it back up at about six month mark. I was quite lucky. Aria was an easy baby and I just did some work when she was asleep or at night. Um, And then, yeah, I've just been picking up ever since. (laughs) And tell me then what you like about working for yourself. I think it goes back to having that control. Um, I can pick and choose what work I take on. Um, I like the flexibility it gives me with my kids. I like that I can work from home and I get to make a lot of the decisions, which is great. I mean, we still have clients who make the decisions, obviously, but I'm, I'm not answering to anyone else other than the clients that I work with. 
And what would you say is the biggest challenge running your own business? Time. Yeah, having the time to actually, um, you know, do your work, but also do the work for your business because you don't you don't get paid for that stuff. So, you know, all the invoicing that comes with it, the managing of your business, you know, just even like managing your website or, um, you know, having to renew your business name and all just all the admin stuff that comes along with running your business, I think is, it just takes up your time. And with, you know, with two kids, you don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that is probably the hardest part. And I think it always being, on your shoulders like you don't get to go home and not think about your business you're always thinking about your business Mm. what advice would you give to your younger self I think it would be around stop worrying so much about what other people think I think a lot of me not putting myself out there when I was younger was just um concern of how you'd be perceived maybe and I'm like now I think about it I'm like who cares but yes I wish I knew that a, a little bit of a younger stage well, thank you, Jade. And it's been lovely having this insight. We will, I definitely want to hear more about your personal life. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So let's pick this chat up in another episode. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. That covers it for this week. Make sure you leave us a review or follow us on Instagram at Marketing That Matters Pod. We love a chat. Thanks for listening to the Marketing That Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.